0: In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful, I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah, and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger. May Allah be upon the noble prophet, his household, and the companions and those who follow on their path until the day of resurrection. Resume the discussions on the concise admonition by Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah and we have reached the uh, place where he mentioned that the spring of all good and its foundation lies in the sincerity in worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in seeking his help and in seeking his help Uh, the sincerity of worship was discussed there remains there remains the virtues and merits of worship. There remains the part on the merits. We covered the conditions of worship and we covered the pillars of worship as well. Now as to the merits of worship, Sheikh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah mentioned the importance of the ibadah and ibadah meaning the worship and its merits. He said, ذلك أن العبادة it is because the worship of Allah is Al ghaya al Mahbuba, is the objective, the beloved objective to him for which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had created the creation. As he as he subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I have created jinn and mankind only for the sole purpose of worshipping me alone. <coughs> and it is the matter which Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala entrusted all the messengers concerning it, as Nuh alayhi said to his people in surah Al-Araf, chapter seven, <coughs> verse fifty-nine. And this was the, mentioned in more than seven places in the Noble Quran. The same statement, <coughs> and it is. The unified statement of all the messengers to worship none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Until he said, rahimahullah, ambiyahu." And as such he had described his messenger, His prophets and angels. faqal concerning this, in Surah Al-Anbiya 21, verses 19 and 20, there is the statement, of Nu alayhi salam, indeed we sent Nuh to his people and he said, O oh, my people, worship Allah, you have no other ilah but him, no other ilah, God but him. And this is the unified message of all the messengers. And also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that this is the case also with the prophets and the angels. When he said in Surah Al-Anbiya, وَمَنْ عِنْدَهُ لَا يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِهِ وَلَا يُسَبِّحُونَ اللَّيْلَ والنهار لا To him belongs whosoever is in the heavens and on the earth and those who are near him meaning the angels are not too proud to worship him nor are they weary of his worship may the angels glorify his praises night and day and they never slacken to do so and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the case of the haughty and the disdainful ones in a blameworthy context in Surah Ghafir because of their disdainfulness to worship Allah and submit to Him as in chapter 40 verse 60 قال الله تعالى وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ اُدْعُونِ أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِي سَيَدْخُلُونَ جَهَنَّمَ دَاخِرِينَ And your Lord said, Invoke me. (coughs) And here, this invoke me is believing in Him and calling Him. And I ask, I will respond to your invocation because a dua is ibadah, as came in the hadith. The the Prophet said, Dua is worship. I will respond to your invocation. Verily, those who scorn my worship, this is the point of evidence, those who scorn my worship don't invoke me and do not believe in in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they will surely enter hell in humiliation and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described (coughs) the submission and the slavery of those who worship him (coughs) he described it by slavery he described their submission as عبودية slavery to him and this is an honor this is a rank of honor when he added "ibadullah," he added the term "ibad," slaves. He added it to himself, "ibadullah," as in Surah Al-Insan, and sometimes "ibadul Rahman," and sometimes "ibadul Rahman," as "ibadullah." Allah described them in 76, verse six: "Ainayyashrabuh ibadullahi, ibadullahi." يفجرونها تفجيرا a spring where from the slaves of Allah the slaves of Allah will drink causing it to gush forth abundantly and also in Surah Al-Furqan عباد الرحمن 2563 قال الله تعالى وعباد الرحمن الذين يمشون على الأرض هون وإذا خاطبهم الجاهلون قالوا سلاما and the slaves of Ar-Rahman, the most beneficent Allah, as you see, are those who walk on the earth in humility and sedateness, and when they fool and the foolish address them with bad words, they reply back with mild words of gentleness. Then he mentioned, as in his book, al Rahimahullah. he said, وَمَنْ عَبَدَ غَيْرَ Allah And anyone who worships other than Allah, Even if he would love that object of worship, and he, if he even enjoys that in this life, it's still a great corruption, a greater than. That of enjoining or enjoying a poisoned food. Now, then he mentioned الله, the following in continuation with respect to the that the spring of all good and its foundation is in the sincerity of worship to Allah and in, and this is the a new point for today, and in Al Isti'ana, in seeking help. As came in Surah Al-Fatiha. As came in Surat Al-Fatiha. إِياكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِياكَ نَسْتَعِينَ. You alone do we worship, and you alone do we seek for help. al This is part. al Seeking help is part of the worship. The linguistic meaning of Istiana is to seek help the legal meaning of isti'ana is seeking help from Allah having trust in Him and depending upon Him this is the meaning of isti'ana legal meaning of isti'ana Imam Ibn qayyim mentioned that al-isti'ana comprises two basic matters al billah having trust in Allah and depending upon him. It is known that a person may trust someone from the people, but he may not depend upon him even though he may trust him, because he does not need him. On the other hand, he also may depend upon him while not trusting him because he is in need of him and there is no one to replace him. So he needs him and depends upon him from that angle although he may not trust him. But with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the isti'ana comprises the two matters. الثقة بالله والاعتماد Having trust in Allah and depending upon Him. It is known that the slave is unable to independently bring forth that which constitutes his interests and repulse what's harmful and there is no one to help him in all of his affairs in this life except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The slave needs Allah's help in all in carrying all that which is commanded by Allah and also he needs him as well in assisting him to relinquish all that which is forbidden. Not only that, but also to have patience on the pre-decrees, and also at the time of death, and thereafter, from the horrors of the barzakh life, of the barrier life, and of the horrors of the day of resurrection. And no one can help concerning all of this, except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, therefore, anyone who truly manifests the seeking of Allah's help, then Allah will help him in all of this. And in the hadith, which is authentic and reported by Imam Muslim, لله, the Prophet said, Be keen as to that which is beneficial to you and seek Allah's help and don't be helpless. And anyone who seeks help in other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will leave him to that which he sought, and thus he will be forsaken. And it is from the saying of some of the righteous predecessors, Allah that they said, it is amazing that the one who knows of Allah it is amazing how he hopes in other than him and it is strange to seek other than him for help while knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is to be sought regarding all the affairs of the human. Sheikh al Islam cited the verse concerning the seeking of help al Istiana, that from Surah al Fatiha iya wa because the entire matter of Abu of slavery to Allah centers upon this ayah these two words you alone do we worship And you alone, we seek for help for each and everything. The center, this is the focus, the fulcrum of slavery and Tawheed. And this is the best of dua. Rather, the meaning of the Quran, the meanings of the Noble Quran, and the other scriptures, all the meanings are illustrated in these two words and Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah said in his book مجموع الفتاوى quote, وَلِهَذَا قَالَ مَنْ قَالَ مِنَ السَّلَفِ and this is why some of the salaf rahimahumullah said إِنَّ اللَّهَ جَمَعَ الْكُتُبَ الْمُنَزَّلَةَ فِي الْقُرْآنِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the Quran comprise all the scriptures, and made the Mufassal in the Quran the Mufassal in the Quran the Mufassal begins with Surat Far with Surat Qaf, chapter 50 according to the most preponderating opinion made the Mufassal, the chapters from Surah 50 at the end to comprise the knowledge of the Qur'an and made the Fatiha the opening chapter of the Qur'an to comprise the knowledge in the Mufassal and made the Ayah Iyyaka Na'budu wa Iyyaka to comprise the meaning of the knowledge of the opening chapter. So that's why some of the Salaf said that on this verse, you alone do we worship, wa the meaning of the Quran, the meanings of the Quran, and the entire scriptures were manifested in the meaning of this verse. and Ibn qayyim also went to the same thing, when <clears throat> he said, that the secrets of the creation and the commandment, and the revelations, and the scriptures, and the reward and punishment, all end with this verse, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ And upon it, centers the matters of slavery and torheed, until even he said, that it was mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed 104 books their meanings all were summarized in the Torah and the Injil and the Quran and that all these meanings were summarized in the Mufassal from Surah Qaf on in the Quran and that all of the Mufassal in the Fatiha and the meanings of the Fatiha in this verse Iyaka nabudu wa Iyaka and he said Rahimahullah in his book Madaj al-Salikim meaning Imam Ibn qayyim also and that the most magnificent and the best Concerning the categories of people With respect to Worship and Seeking help Are Those who Worship Allah and seek Allah To help them To carry on and execute the worship So their objective Is to worship Allah And seek Him To help Him on that and he said, that's why from the best matters where a person may ask Allah is مرضاتي, to seek his help so as to please him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what the Prophet alayhi taught Mu'ad bin Jabal, the one he, whom he loved, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He told him, Ya Mu'ad, O Muad, Wallahi inni La Hibbuk, O Muad, by Allah I love you. Fala Tanza Antaqula Dubra Kulli Salah, so don't forget to say at the end of each salah, Allahumma a'inni ala dikrik, O Allah, help me on your remembrance and being and giving gratitude to you wa husni ibadatik and to carry on your worship in the good manner so from the most useful of dua is to seek Allah's help in doing all that which is pleasing to him and thus obtain his pleasure Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah in another place said I have contemplated as to what constitutes the most beneficial of du'a and I found that is that it lies in seeking Allah's help to please him then I found that in Surah Al-Fatiha in the verse, إِيَّا وَإِيَّا كنستعين. You do alone we worship, and you do alone we seek for help. Why in this verse, the ibadah was introduced before the help? إِيَّا And then, وَإِيَّا كنستعين. You see the ibadah, the worship was introduced before seeking will help, seeking the help this is because it is introducing the objectives over the means because ibadah is the objective for which we have been created while isti'ana and seeking help is a means to attain it and because this is based upon the explanation of Imam Ibn al rahimahullah, And because نعبد, You alone do we worship Is related To the uluhiyyah, To the divinity of Allah And to his name Allah And wa iyyaka nasta'in And we seek for help, you alone we seek for help, is related to His Rububiya, to His Lordship. So that's he, that's why He introduced Iyya Abu before Iyya Kana'sta'een. Just as He introduced Ismullah, the name of Allah, before the name Ar-Rabb, the Lord, in the beginning of Surah Al-Fatiha. Where he said, "Alhamdulillah," all praise is due to Allah. Alhamdulillah, Rabb alameen Then he mentioned his name, al Also, because إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ you alone do worship. This is related to Allah. إِيَّاكَ Iyaka nastain, nastain. This is the share of the slave, because he is the one seeking the help from Allah. So that's why he introduced iyaka nabud, because it's raised to Allah, the Lord, Subhanahu wa Taala, because he is most deserving. And that's why he introduced it before Iyyahkanas ta'im. And also because, in general, the term al-ibadah, in general, comprise the help, but not the opposite. Because everyone who perfectly worships Allah, then he seeks him to carry on his worship, is indeed seeking his help and not the opposite. And also because the ibadah comes from the one who is sincere, and the help may come, or isti'ana seeking the help, may come from someone, from someone who is who may be sincere and who may be not sincere and the Ubudiyya to Allah, the slavery to Allah, is surrounded by two helps. The slavery to Allah is surrounded by two helps. One before, so as to comply and to execute the ibadah, the worship and the other after the ibadah in order to carry on the next coming one and so it continues until the slave dies so back now to the text when Shaykh al-Islam mentioned that the spring of all good and its foundation is in sincerity of worship and in seeking help. And he cited إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين And also he cited The saying of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala: wa Worship Him and depend upon Him. So, depend upon Him is part of worship, and worship comprises a Tawakkul, the dependence. And these two terms, al Ibadah and a Tawakkul come together in the Quran in many places because as Sheikh al-Islam mentioned, combining these two in many places, it is because they comprise the entire Deen, they comprise the entire Deen. Inshallah ta'ala we continue the explanation of what will come in in next time inshallah Ta'ala. Alhamdulillahi. Rabbil alameen wa sallallahu alayham. Ala alahi wa sahvi hee